Now, uh, can I send a birthday wish, by the way, today? And uh, it's, it's kind of appropriate as well. Uh, can I send a birthday wish today? Would you please wish Anthony Tony Walsh a very happy birthday and more importantly, a very happy retirement. He's over 50 years service given to Galway City and County and beyond uh, between Bradley Motors, uh, 45 years with Bradley Motors and with Windsor's indeed for five years as well. Uh, so congratulations to him. We're very proud and very thankful for all his hard work and dedication all over the years and we wish him good health and happiness and most of all a well-deserved break. And that's from Damien, Sabrina and Neve Walsh there as well. So good morning to you. Is that our Antony? Originally from Chantilly. An absolute gentleman, I have to say. The whole family um, uh, are indeed married to one of the rabbits from Punaglaha. God, I sound like my late uncle. Um, but the lineage is there and he's been a great friend of ours, I have to say, for a long number of years. Uh, but 50 years service given to Galway City and County. Now, Anthony, 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 please stop shouting at the radio and cursing. We don't like cursing on this programme. Uh, but that's what he's doing now. Will you tell that brother to shut up, please, all together? But there you go. Uh, I wonder where is he going off to on a well-dedicated break, a uh, well-deserved break. Mm. I'll have to pop down to Pinney's and ask his wonderful wife where she's going to bring him. Wherever she brings him anyway, he'll have fun because there's a bit of divilment in Atney, or Tony as we call him, uh, Walsh. So listen, Damien, Sabrina, Neve, and all the rest of the Walsh family and indeed the Rabbit family and the extended Richardson crew there as well in Punaclaw. There'll be a bit of a holy, I'd say, tonight now there. My Cullen, watch out and enjoy from there. Now, though, Fianna Falls Senator Oli Crow is reacting to the comments of three government leaders in relation to infrastructure projects for Galway. And um, this includes the Western uh, Atlantic, car- the Western Rail Corridor. It also includes the uh, Outer Ring Road and many others. But he joins me on the line today. And, uh, Senator, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. Thanks for joining us uh, today. It's been a fairly traumatic week for everybody. And somebody said to me yesterday evening, I'm absolutely fed up, but it began with P and end with off. Uh, they're absolutely fed up indeed, listening to the um, Outer Ring Road, the Western Rail Corridor, and everything else got to do with transport. We just have to get on with it, they said. Well, look, what absolutely, Keith, the frustration of people from right people right across our city and our county uh, has been over the last number of weeks and months and I suppose from my own point of view as a member of the Oireachtas just a few brief comments on the ring road um, you know not stating the obvious it was in the programme for government it's in the national development plan the 800 million is set aside and I suppose no more than every other Galwegians I was disappointed with the comments of, of the Minister for Transport but thankfully the Taoiseach and Tánister were out yesterday confirming the government support for the outer ring road and I think that's Significant, Keith, as you're aware, there's 84 members of, uh, that that's entered the last government, 84 chocolate dollars, and and there was, you know, there's there's 12 chocolate dollars as part of the Minister for Transport's group, and and thereafter there is 72. I suppose from my own point of view, you know, it's there's considerable economic risk to the current situation from Galway City to Connemara and the entire region. And, you know, like I'm personally aware, and I know you're aware yourself, of different companies that wanted to set up in Galway and we've lost out to uh, Limerick and, and to Cork and the number one reason is traffic congestion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's 40 years now since the Quincentennial Bridge uh, nearly 40 years, going on 40 years since the Quincentennial Bridge opened and, you know, we need significant uh, investment 
you know, in road network across our city. And I think, you know, there's other cities there as you're, you know, Limerick, Cork, Waterford have left left us behind. And if you look at, we'll say the, the most recent census, 120,000 people, you know, will be the population of Galway in the next 10 years. And, and the reality is, you know, that our current road networks is, is just not fit for purpose. No. And, but, you know, but, but Ali, I mean, we can, we can go back. I mean, you and I are long enough in the tooth and and indeed your, your mom and your brother and everybody else that we're talking about today. My, my concern with all of the negativity, and I'm part of the negativity, by the way, and for that I apologise. Like, we have the likes of yourselves um, in, in Moor there and Prospect Tail and otherwise. But the, the key, the, the message going out is so negative about Galway City at this stage. And yet, um, your brother, who's a member of the council, um, and the council themselves, they're taking rights off these people and they're finding it very difficult because people are saying we'll go elsewhere rather than go to Galway. So we need to we need to do something quick and swift and fast and be it park and ride or be it accordion buses or whatever you want to bring down from Dublin. But something quick has to happen here to put confidence back into people that they continue to spend money in Galway. Not just at the weekend for hen parties and stag parties and otherwise. You've got big companies that have and indigenous companies that have invested huge amounts of money and they need to continue trading and they need footfall and they need people coming into town and I'm afraid that they may not because of what's going on. Absolutely, Keith. And that's why I was encouraged yesterday by the leaders of government stating that the Galway City Outer Ring Road is absolutely paramount for this government. And it, you know, stating, you know, in relation to the High Court decision, that's all the High Court decision was ever going to do was allow on board Planola to review it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think but, the, I mean, the but clear no, messages. But no matter from, what, the though, clear messages from government. Yeah, sorry. No, no matter what, Senator Crow. Sorry, it's a slight delay on the line. No matter what happens, and if we got the green light today, as of today, third of February, twenty twenty-three, it would be the third of February, twenty thirty-three, when this starts. This is a ten-year project before cars can be can be ro- rolling on this. So it's we have to do something in the interim to sort out the problem because we cannot survive for 10 years talking about the flipping thing. Absolutely, Keith. And I, and I would state that the Ring Road, look at it's not going to completely solve the traffic issues in Galway, but like it's a substantial piece of the jigsaw that's really, really, it's a must for our city. And also, of course, we need to, you know, enhance our public transport network to develop the bus lanes, you know, to improve cycle lanes, to imp- naturally, it's good information from government this week that the Western Rail Corridor has been prioritised and as as late as uh, before Christmas there, there was a a meeting of over 300 people in the Audrey Hotel in Tume and all party and none were were rightly in favour of of the Western Rail Corridor and I think that, you know, it's also, it's the Ring Road, it's the Western Rail Corridor, it's public transport on buses, it's a combination of issues. But I, I like, as you as you know, Keith, uh, Minister for Finance, Michael McGrath, is in our city for the entire day next Thursday, and he will, he will outline the, the priority of government for the Ring Road. I think we, you know, as an Aroxas member, as Galway, as Galway City Council, Galway County Council, we need to work together in the best interests of our city. And without doubt, the Ring Road must proceed and is part of that solution.
But then that doesn't help matters. Again, I'm going the negative route here. Raymond Rines stood up at an event on Wednesday and said that it can never happen due to the Climate Action Bill as it now stands. It, it physically, on board Planola, cannot. And he's prejudged, indeed, at the decision of board Planola, which could take up to a year. But he said this will never happen. That's the negativity again. Yeah, but I think we have to be clear. Naturally, the longer time it's in on board Planola, the more difficult it is in relation to the Climate Action Plan. But the absolute reality and the fundamental point is here is that Eamon Ryan and his colleagues need to realise that there's 12 out of 84, which, as you're aware, is one-seventh of the government or 14% of the government, and they can't have it all their own way. And the reality is here that it, it's going to be... First of all, the Mallow Relief Road will be an issue. The next issue down the line, then it'll be the Limerick Cork Road. So, okay, it's in relation to the Outer Ring Road, which I'm concerned here in Galway about, is the issue today. But, but if the Minister for Transport continues to go down the road, he's going down. Well, naturally enough, there's going to be huge implications for infrastructure projects right across our country, not alone the Galway region. So what I'm asking for, and I welcome the Minister for Finance and Michael McGrath to come and outline the priority for government that the, the ring road is. And that's a must for our city because, as you know, Keith, it's only one car breakdown, one slight accident, whether it's in the Quincentennial Bridge or that, that delays people for hours and hours and hours. And it's just no longer... People are at their wits' end. And, and, and I... The negativity across our city and even talking to people outside of our city is, 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 a, is a major concern to me. And the... The economic issues that this will 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 happen if the ring road doesn't go ahead will be hugely significant. Now, I think it's imperative of government to state, and I welcome Michal Martins and Leo Varadkar's comments in, in the last 24 hours. I welcome their comments. But, but I also want to bring the Minister for Finance to our city to outline the urgency within government. And it's as I said, it's, it's a Galway issue today, but it's going to be major infrastructure projects. For example, is the Limerick Cork Road not going to happen? Is the Mallow Relief Road not going to happen? You know, it's continuous. I, I get what you I get what you're saying, so I do. I get what you're saying, but regardless of what is, regardless of what is said by Michal Martin, or indeed uh, the uh, teacher, indeed Leo Varadkar, this is on board Planola. It's in on board Planola, and there's a climate, um, there's a climate action plan that they have to take into account. That's why it went to court in the first place, and that climate action plan has got to be taken into account, and they have to assess it with that in mind. I mean, did you uh, did you vote for the climate action plan? Look at look at. I think all citizens across Galway and across the country are very aware of the contentious issues the climate action plan is. But I keep, but did I think you vote for it? Did it, did it come I, I think, can I just say this? I think it's disingenuous of the Minister for Transport to preempt the decision okay. of Ambor Planola. To me, that's not acceptable because I'll tell you why it's not acceptable. There's a general election every five years or every four and a half years and the people vote and there's 84 members chuck the dollars in, in Dal Airden and 12 out of 84 is only one-seventh. So he shouldn't, as Minister for Transport, he should not preempt the decision of Ambor Planola. And to me... But, you know, but, that's not but, acceptable. Sorry, I think sorry, we have to stand Central up Crow, all as a whole. One second. If he has read the Climate Action Bill um, and he intimately knows it, and if he knows that the Ambroor Planola cannot 
He said it. They cannot grant permission when they take into account the Climate Action Plan. Are we not better off to know that right now? Okay, he has prejudged on board Planola. But the situation is, it could take a year for it to come out, for them to come out and tell us. Can I go back to the question, though? Did the Climate Action Plan come into Shannon Aaron to be voted on? Yes, no problem. Just on that Climate Action Plan, Keith. No, but did it, did it come into the doll to be voted on? Well, naturally, it came into the doll to be voted on. Or into the Shannon, rather, Shannon yeah. There, and it came into the Iraq. Did you all know Can I just make the yeah, point, no, Hold on please? one second, though. Did the you all... One second, I, I, one sec, one sec, one sec. Did, you yeah. all, did all the TDs and all the senators vote for this Climate Action Plan, knowing what was in it? The reality is, Keith, that across the... Houses of the Oireachtas, there is support for the Climate Action Plan. But the relevant point I want to make, Keith, is the Climate Action Plan is is an important document. But the local authorities, Galway City Council and Galway County Council, are very confident that the road can be carried out meeting that plan. But as I've already said, is the longer the delay is with on board Planola, the more difficult it is to meet the criteria of the Climate Action Plan. But speaking to executives of Galway City Council and Galway County Council over the last two or three days, they are telling me that the Climate Action Plan can can be carried out meeting the criteria of the plan. And that's our hope, by the way. That's the hope of every citizen in in Galway and the island of Ireland as at this stage. But I'm just wondering if it was voted on in Shannadairn and voted on in Dalairn and approved by everybody, did everybody who carried it over the line and put it into law as a plan, did everybody realise that there were such nuances within it that would cause so many problems when it comes to infrastructure um, development within this country. It did, Keith. I think. I think. Look, the, the vast majority of members certainly were aware of that. But the actual point is here: is that it cannot. The climate action plan cannot stop the necessity of the ring roads, the necessity of the Limerick Cork Road, the necessity of different roads. The local authority are giving me confidence this week. The director of services, the managers of the local authority are giving me confidence this week that the criteria can be met according to the Climate Action Plan. But my point to you this morning and to the listeners, Keith, is that it's it's not acceptable for the Minister for Transport to come out and I... to preempt the decision, the decision that Onboard Planola are going to make. And I fully agree with you, by the way, on that he shouldn't have done what he did and he's preempted what they might do, but that's fine. But I'm coming back and it comes across now as if I'm fighting with you because there's a bit of a delay on the line. And I'm not. I fully respect everything that you do and other centres and TDs do and you have a job to do. But if everybody voted in Shannon and indeed in Dolairn for this, they must have known what they were voting for or else they went along like sheep and just voted for it. Because if they didn't vote for it, then we wouldn't have this plan that's causing the problem, or if they knew what was in it and could foresee the problem that would the fallout from it, then we wouldn't have the problem that we have now. Do you agree or disagree with me? Look, I agree with your, your sentiment, Keith, but the, the, as I outlined, is that I can only deal with the information I've been given. And from Galway County Council and Galway City Council, senior executives have informed me that the criteria can be met in relation to the Climate Action Plan for the Ring Road. So I think it's disingenuous of the Minister for Transport. As I've already outlined, they have 14 chocolate dollars, 12 chocolate dollars out of 84, 14%. So, like, in fairness, if it's in... I, my point is, Keith, okay. if it's in the Programme for Government, if it's in the National Development Plan, if the 800 million is set aside for the project, we'll let on board Panola do its job. 
It okay. shouldn't be preempted by the Minister for Transport. Now, I also, Keith, if I can for a second, I want to welcome the significant uh, commentary this week in relation to the Western Rail Corridor, the, the yeah, investment yeah, yeah. by government in it. No, and, no. and if I could just make the po- point, just around a couple of, in relation to but the increase c- in numbers from more than more, from no, no, I, Athenry... Yeah, sorry, yeah. Senator Cross, sorry, we've, we've, yeah. and, I, and I acknowledge that, and I, I take that on board. But can this... Could this action plan, because it's causing such consternation, could this be revisited? Now, you voted for it, they all voted for it, but could this be revisited to amend so that if it's critical infrastructure projects, that it, it does not have to be taken into account when it comes to those projects, and that, as Eamon O'Quee put it to me, put a couple of other, um, say, wind farms out in Connemara or out in the sea or otherwise, to compensate uh, for the emissions that would be created or not created by this. Can the plan be revisited and re-voted on to take away this problem that we have for in- critical infrastructure? Well, look, as, as Eamon O'Grieve outlined to you, of course, whether it can be revisited or not, but the clarification that we've received this week is from the two local authorities that the criteria can be met for the ring road under the climate action plan and i think that is very important point to make keith and it's a fair point to make and i think at this stage on board planola should be given the time required you know hopefully as quick as time as possible but i think it's important as a government representative to outline our full okay. support for the ring road and to also outline the, the at Taunashta, at Taoiseach level and I said the vast, vast majority I would say, if you look at it Keith the 80,000 people across Connemara from Galway City out that commits the yeah. city every day, you know Yeah, no, we've done that to death What I would like to see in this regard and I'd like to see it sooner rather than later I would like to, like to see a gathering of all Shannon members and all elected representatives uh, from the three constituencies in Galway right across the board into one room with a facilitator or a mediator that can sit down pull all together and can we come out with one story rather than on one side and I'm not saying you're doing it at all I'm not, I'm not referring to you we have political strokes being not strokes but statements being made left right and centre one popping at Sinn Féin Sinn Féin popping at Fianna Fáil Fianna Fáil popping at Sinn Féin and, and Fianna Gael coming into it if the interested parties before the 2024 elections could sit in one room with a mediator a facilitator and come with one one voice coming out of it because you represent the people of Galway, but come to an agreed voice coming out of it and then put that message out into the ether. Maybe maybe I had too much porridge or old flakes this no, morning. No, no, Keith. Yeah. Go on, Absolutely. Yeah. Like we need, uh, you, you, no, no, what you said, Keith, is fair point. We need to figure out how we can advance key infrastructure uh, and advance the Climate Action Plan. Both are very important. But uh, like the message from the local authorities in Galway is that can be achieved. And I think that's that that hasn't come out to date, and that's welcome news, I believe. And and like okay, I cannot okay. emphasise again the importance of the ring road for our city and our for our county over the next 10, 15 and twenty years. Okay. Listen, thanks for joining. And I'm not fighting with you. There's a slight delay. I respect everything that you said today. Uh, but I've got a clearer picture that this was voted for in Shannon, not just by you, uh, in the Shannon and in the Dole. 
And I just wonder, and I'm not asking the question, don't want an answer from you, did everybody know what they were voting for? Senator Ali Crow, thank you indeed for joining us uh, today in the programme. Hi Keith, this caller said, well thanks to yourself, uh, Professor Brian Caulfield and Senator Pauline O'Reilly, as well as the Chamber of Commerce and many other previous programmes, for the very positive comments on the very light rail system recently as part of the solution to Galway's chronic traffic problems. Just to let you know that currently the NTA are in the process of appointing consultants to review the Galway Transport Strategy Plan. The GTS um, is the uh, plan in which all current and future Galway transport plans are based. Uh, in the review, our team, of which Mert and I were the small cog in this, have persuaded the NTA to include a feasibility study for very light rail review. The terms of reference um, are the best we could wish for. The consultants must consult with um, our group and they must also look at all forms of light and very light rail and how best this would serve Galway. This report is to be concluded by the end of the year. So we're very confident that a very light rail will get a very positive result. So yes, things are moving in the right direction and if enough pressure from the community leaders and the general public to let Dublin know that we need a game changer, hopefully poor you, Keith, are 70. Thanks again, Brendan Holland, Chair of the Gluis, Very Light Rail for Galway. There you go. I'm tired after that. But now I know. And now we now know people voted for it. And perhaps, like we all do things, you all say, yeah, I'll do that. And then you go to do it and you regret doing it. But maybe they shouldn't have voted for the Climate Action Plan that we've been fighting about for 20 minutes. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Now we told you the, uh, during the week the Golden International Rally uh, launches uh, this afternoon in Air Square. Kevin O'Driscoll, who's PRO for the Golden International Rally, sits opposite me today. And again, uh, he'll give us times and otherwise as to where you need to be. Uh, Kevin, morning to you. Good to, good to have you in studio this morning. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for popping into us uh, today. Thanks Just for having me, Keith. Great interest, I have to say, in the rally uh, again this year. Yeah, it has this this year. And excuse me, this year and last year actually, there seems to have been a bit of a resurgence, I suppose, in the uh, maybe it's to return to the the two day format. Um, the number of entries is up. The interest is there. The new Bank Holiday weekend. I think it's all kind of feeding into the same sense of excitement and anticipation. Now we talked to uh, Jerry Murphy, who's our motoring correspondent during the weekend. This is him, and he's doing the coverage for us over the weekend, but this is a major, major event, so it is. And um, you even have a driver who has come from Iceland, I'm told? Yeah, uh, I think that's a force to say for any Irish rally, not, not to mind, say Galway. I don't recall anyone from Iceland coming before a guy called Gunnar Johansson. Um, he's an Icelandic champion. I uh, don't know an awful lot else about him, but I'm sure by the end of the weekend we'll know, know a little bit more about him anyway, I suppose, you know. How we'll adjust to the stone walls and the Galway stages will be interesting. Absolutely. Now, listen to me, though. It starts today. So for those that want to get involved today, where should they be? Well, the programme kind of starts this afternoon with, with uh, the scrutiny for the cars, uh, safety scrutiny that goes on in the race course in Ballybrit. And then this evening, I suppose, the real bring you to the people will be the traditional air square uh, ceremony to start, which is 8 o'clock. Um, so 8, 8 p.m. tonight. 8 p.m. tonight, yeah. 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 In Air Square. In Air Square. So all cars will come in? Uh, it's been in the top 20 cars and okay. top locals. That's really what it'll be. So it'll probably about half an hour is probably the, the duration of that, that normally. And, and, and again, the location of that, is that going to be close to Odeon House there? Is that I'm not sure where it was last year. No one yeah. you were up by the skip, but I don't know where, yeah. where it'll be this that's year. That's going to be again, yeah, yeah. just on yeah. that. So, then that's, so there'll be a bit of razzmatazz there. Yeah. There and, then, be, yeah. and then from there then... Um, 
they go away? They go away for the night. They all park up. Play a park firm, they call it. They'll go back to Ballybrit and park up in the race course for the night. And then there, tomorrow morning, then the action, the actual live action starts the racing. It um, and the rallying it starts. They're leaving at eight o'clock from um, from the race course again, and they're going out to Coldwood, which is stage one, uh, quarter to nine tomorrow morning. And that'll be part of a loop, which will include Skahana, which is down near Adrahan, and uh, Eaton Hill, which is kind of Peterswell, Kilcreast area. They'll come into service into Loch Ray, and then all those three stages will be repeated, and it'll go on three, three, three loops of three, with uh, service in Loch Ray Mart in between. Um, it's, so it's, they park up tonight then, and then that's all, it's in lockdown then tonight? It's in lockdown then, yeah. There's nobody, not drivers are not allowed to touch the cars. Once they're in, they're in, and that's it. They go through documentation scrutiny, safety scrutiny. The cars go in, they're put away, they can't be interfered with the security on the gates or whatever it is, and, you know, it's just a provincial, it's just a standard and procedure. That's it. So then they arrive out at 8 o'clock tomorrow, then they depart for Coldwood, mm. and then it, it, it starts. It starts there. in earnest then, in at quarter to nine. And then they, they circulate then back into um, Loch Ray, and that's and done, that's yesterday then. Or that's yeah, tomorrow, right? That's tomorrow, yeah. And then they have three runs of three over all those stages. Um, so, in other words, Coldwood, Skahana, Eden Hill, Loch Ray, and then the three stages again, service Loch Ray, then the three stages again, and the service, and then back out into the race course to park up again tomorrow night and that's isn't a lockdown again overnight tomorrow night and then road closures then in those areas there will be will it be rolling road closures or full road closures full road closures for the, for the hours involved yeah yeah, yeah for those hours. And, and all and residents have been informed of they them. have been informed that yes they should be informed by so this, be yeah. out by quarter to nine or you're in for a while again quite quarter to eight because it's an hour beforehand yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. Okay. yeah so usually what I would advise and I'm, I'm in the same boat Sunday morning actually is passing my house so I'll have to probably park on the nearest open road and just, just park. If, if I wanted to get out, just leave the car outside on, on the open road. Yeah. You know? Now, obviously, in the case of emergency, there's a residence liaison officer there that can de- deal with the issues. Uh, if somebody has to come out, they, uh, you know, they, it'll be facilitated once they, whichever running of the stages is completed, we can get them out, you know, so... I, I said to you there, and I mean, I remember, I remember very, very fondly going back thirty-two years, and it was sponsored by Statoil and the great fun and the the, the flamboyance of the whole thing. Mm. It's become very much a very. I'm not saying back then it wasn't professional, but it's become very high tech and very professional and very, very, very structured. Very regulated, I suppose. Regulated. The, old, the older guys would probably say it was better in, in those days. Um, it, it may be more crack in some respects, but it's just the nature of everything these days. Everything has to be safe. Everything has to be insured. Everything has to be done the right way because it, it is, and uh, like the differentiation between what people might see as, as you know, maybe as the boy racer element, that doesn't apply in the, in the rallying because it is seriously strict and they have licenses. They, they can do this, but they can lose those licenses very quickly by misbehaving as well, you know. So, mm. but it is very, it is very structured. It has to be, and I suppose it is just the nature of the way thing. Every sport has gone these days. So, once they come back into Ballybrit then tomorrow night, tomorrow, mm. roughly what time tomorrow evening? Tomorrow evening, um, I have them coming back into the race course around 20 past five. But 20 past five, and then. They can do no work on the car. No overnight. work on the car. The service is done. They do the service in Lockray, and then they'll park the car over the night. And when they get back in, and that's it. And that's, that's it. it. And that's then it. it's locked up again. Locked up again. And they go back to the Connacht Hotel, and they yeah. have fun. Hopefully, and enjoy can, themselves. Can they have fun because they're out the following? Yeah, they can. I suppose maybe some of them can. Maybe not. Maybe they, they could cruise themselves. Maybe some of the uh, their, um, their drivers uh, can. The service crew might, might. Although then again, they're probably busier than most anyway. 
But uh, yeah, um, but relaxing in the, in the Connacht Hotel for a few hours or whatever and back at it, dinner, half seven again, I think on Sunday morning, they're back so out from there. D- they're up good in the early then? Yeah, um, yeah. And then you see, with the regulations we're running these days, uh, Galway gets particularly affected, there's a, a rule, like a, like a daylight hours rule, you can't, I think a special permit required if you're rallying, rallying outside of daylight hours, so when sunset ha- hits, you can't do it anymore, so if the cars are in danger of not making the end of the stage before sunset time, then they're not allowed to start that stage, so that's everything's very strict within the road closing orders, and that's why we don't start, we start early to finish early. Yeah, but sunset is roughly what time this weekend? Which, sorry, S- sunset is 8.20 or whatever time no, the first sun, day. Sunrise and sunset, right yeah. Yeah, sunset is probably around, probably around half as four, four-ish, I yeah, suppose, yeah. yeah. Ten to uh, sun, five, yeah. yeah. And sun, sunrise will be about maybe 8.25, 8.30 there, thereabouts, yeah. you know, so. So they have to be in position for that? Yeah, I mean, you can go as soon as, basically, the, the deal is that you go as soon as they fly. And Sunday then, where are the road closures and where is it based on Sunday? Yeah, so it's based on my own area of Kiladima and Sunday and Leitrim areas, Ballydugan, uh, Denairy, all just south and east of Lockray. Uh, two stages done three times and the middle service is in Lockray Martigan. So they'll come out, do service, do their stages and service and then... So do all of the drivers then have service vehicles in Lockray Mart? They will, some no, some will be bigger than others, obviously some will still have the, the car, you know, the, 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 the estate van or whatever it'll be, or you know, but most people pretty but much would. it's a big business it's a big, Yeah, it is a big business, it is, and there's lots of spares, there's lots of fuel, there's, uh, you know, I suppose tyres really is the biggest thing of all. You know, all these things are, you know, are, are accommodated and... Yeah, they take up space and there are some, some of the top drivers would have a serious entourage of bits with them, I suppose, you know, it's still a, a top in the city of sport, I suppose, in some ways. Yeah, but I'm, I suppose I'm, my head has gone fast forward into to Formula One where you see them going and in and out, but that's not, they have, uh, how long would they have to service the cars in Lockray? Um, I think the service here, I'm looking at here, it's usually been 20 and 30 minutes. I think it's 30 is kind of what's recommended anyway, I must actually haven't seen it's, it's, fair, it. it's fairly fast, isn't it? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, well, actually, look here you now. On Saturday, it's Sunday. There's an hour service actually, so they're not too bad. We see they have three stages, so you know, so it's, it's not about trying all the way on the first stage and trying to limp home for the next two to get into service. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I suppose to try and get through tomorrow and then hopefully get into Sunday, and yeah. then give it give it welly Sunday then and make yeah, sure. I guess, yeah, I suppose a lot, a lot of them would, would like to get into at least get to the second day. There's probably nothing more annoying or frustrating than. Then, you know, paying whatever to get in and then go out in the first mile of the first stage. Now, there is a thing in the last 10 years, it's called Rally 2. Actually, you can come back into the rally if you retire. You take a five-minute penalty for every stage you miss, but obviously you're out of the running. You're not going to win the rally or win your, win your class, but it does give you that chance to kind of go back in again and get value for money. Yeah. Well. And in relation to then Sunday evening, what time will it finish at again? It has to be gone by. So they're due to finish back in the Galway race course at 16.38 on Sunday evening. Um, sorry, but yeah, it's actually part for me and Galway Race Course, but the finish ramp, I think, is by, at the Connacht Hotel, I think. That's my understanding of it yeah. anyway, first, yeah. So, six, and so, but at that stage, we'll know who has won. Yeah, and there'll be live results anyway all weekend, anyhow. Yeah. So, yeah, so, and so if they want to go on to the uh, Galway International Rally website, they'll get them. And they'll yeah. get them here with, with Jerry Murphy. Yeah, they will, yeah, Jerry will have all the information. Jerry will have everything yeah, will, ahead, so. ahead of time, so you yeah. And uh, then is there a Hooli on Sunday night? I assume they probably will be at a bank holiday. I won't be part of it. I'm too old for that now. <laughs> <laughs> but I assume there'll be some, you know, being a bank holiday. And it, it's, I think it's fantastic, actually, because other events have probably benefited over the years of having a bank holiday weekend. And this time of the year, it's probably nice to blow up maybe some January cobwebs and bits and bobs, you know, and let yeah. people get out and enjoy themselves. And so 
Yeah. All right, um, it's been very informative, I have to, to say, Kevin O'Driscoll, PRO, indeed, for the Gold International Rally. Well done to you. I, and we just hope that there's everyone finishes safely. Uh, yeah, and you just have one other thing to say. Yeah, there. I have just a couple of things to say. Like, I just would appeal to people to just to enjoy the rally, the Carboyle Galway International Rally. Stay safe, obey the marshals, and please respect private property. Mm, very important uh, yeah. from there. Listen, um, good luck for the weekend and we hope that it goes off safely, which normally it always does. Uh, Kevin O'Driscoll, thanks for popping into us uh, today. Kevin Thank O'Driscoll you. joining us uh, there on the uh, line. And uh, comment lines are open if you do want to get through to us uh, again today on 09177 So I played a request earlier on, so I did for um, Tony Walsh from Bradley Motors here on the Dublin Road. And I said I had to go down to his wife Peggy and Penny's to find out more. I didn't have to because she's texted me and said, hope you're well. Uh, Peggy Walsh, Nanny Rabbit here from our neighbouring Punakloha. The family and I just want to wish our beloved Anthony a very happy birthday today and think that he'll be interested in this, Keith, as you know him from a, a very young day. I certainly do. Uh, when he started off as an apprentice in Bradley Motors in the garage in Newcastle at the edge of the bridge, Paddy Francis owned it. And at the time he started off, he was only 15 years of age. And uh, he worked for his with his long, uh, lifelong friend Alan Hart, indeed, who was a neighbour of ours in Murview, and the late Bob Bradley as well, where he worked until a few years ago uh, when they were taken over by Windsor. Uh, Galway. Anyway, Keith, Tony, as he is known in the trade, is retiring today, and we want to wish him the very best of health and happiness indeed, and hope you get a chance to read this out. And that comes from Peggy and all the family. Thank you, Keith, if you read it out. There you go. So if you're passing by Windsor Motors today... Uh, just blow the horn. Just blow the horn all together there and uh, he'll come out and give out to you if you're stuck in traffic. What are you blowing that for? Because he's not afraid to challenge people in life. Quick commercial break. We're back after these. And happy retirement, Tony. Now, do you know that lawnmower I asked you to fix four or five years ago? Remember that lawnmower I left over to you? You might have a look at it so next week, will you? I'm only joking. It was an electric one. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Now, a very good morning to you. Welcome in to uh, the programme today. Now, Galway Samaritans are hosting an open meeting next week. Mary Hurskini uh, joins me on the uh, programme today. Now, the event is taking place on Wednesday next, the 8th of February, at 8pm at the Harbour Hotel at the Docks. And again, volunteers are the heart of the Galway Sami community. Mary, we, we talk twice a year, so we do, about um, about getting volunteers in, but they get very well trained. They do, Keith, and it's Galway Samaritan, so I think you had a slip of the tongue there saying Galway Simon. <laughs> did, I, did I say, did I? You did. Not to okay. worry, though. Um, it's a senior moment, sorry. They, Gal- no, they're Galway a fantastic organisation as well. Sorry, Galway Samaritans, um, yeah. Galway Samaritans, yeah. So we recruit twice a year, Keith, and I think most voluntary services have to do that just to, to keep their numbers steady. Do you, do you have a good bit of turnover of volunteers? We do. I mean, we, we average at about a hundred and. 30 volunteers and that's what we need in Galway to keep our service running. So I don't think the the turnover has been any worse in the last few years than usual, you know. So it's natural that you... you it's a natural to... thing and I think people move on, particularly young people, maybe people find out it's not for them and it's something we've been doing for years, it's recruiting twice a year so because we're doing it again now. The work that you do, I mean it's 365 days a year, it's 24 hours a day and volunteers are at the end of a phone line to help people who find themselves distraught and don't know where to turn. Well, exactly, Keith. And, um, you know, it is a wonderful service. 
Uh, we have a free phone number, which is 116123, and that is you know, free from a mobile, free from uh, if anyone uses landlines. We also have an email address if people would prefer to write in that to joe, J-O at samaritans.ie and uh, yeah, I mean the training is fantastic and that's why we're recruiting is the first step. So there's a, the open meeting is in the, um, the Harbour Hotel at 8pm on next Wednesday and people will come and they'll hear a bit about what we do we'll then if they're still interested we'll sign them up for an interview. And then they have an interview which tells them a little bit more, tells us a bit more about them and gives them a chance to get to know a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll have 30 hours of training after that. That's that's comprehensive training. It is. And then they have a mentor with them for the first few months as well, you know, that'll literally hold their hand while they're getting used to taking calls and all that. So it's a a very good way of training people and getting you used to, you know, what we what we do. And our vision is that we live in a society where fewer people die by suicide. And unfortunately, there are still too many people that do mm. die. And our mission is to be there for anyone who needs someone to give people ways to cope and to be there for others. I suppose the skill sets needed to be a volunteer in the Samaritans, uh, first off, is to listen. Secondly, not to give opinions because that's not what you do. So you're a listening ear. So somebody, you have to have patience in this. In in this, uh, if you volunteer, because you just have to listen. Yeah, and I think you know the training is so good that it it kind of sets you up to know to learn how to listen. And we also, the smart and volunteer will also talk a fair bit as well as listening. So we help the caller to explore how they're feeling. And we don't tell people to, what to do because I don't think it works in real life either, either, no. either, Keith. That people, with the help of a listening ear and helping people to talk through their their the things that are going on for them, that they will come maybe and find a way forward for themselves, you know. And again, you have successes. And sometimes, sometimes people take their life, but that's the decision that they make at the time and yeah. that doesn't reflect the service but it must be traumatic at times for some of the volunteers but then there is support for them when yeah. they come across that traumatic call there is great support for the for the volunteers and other than that i don't think you'd be able to do it you know now having said that there is we'd say 80% of the calls that we receive you know people don't aren't experiencing suicidal Thoughts or feelings. 80%. 80%. That's good now. Yeah. And then of the 20% that are, have some suicidal feelings, there's only maybe 0.5% who are actively suicidal. That's not to say that the first day you're in as a volunteer, you might pick up the phone to somebody who's actively suicidal. Mm. But I suppose it's the things that we have in our society that we all know about loneliness and isolation, relationship problems, financial worries, you know, social media pressure, um, you know, anything you can think of. And some people might find, you know, that they're nearly ashamed to open up about something that's bothering them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I said it to you before, Kate, that when people say, well, what kind of people phone Samaritans? You know, it's, it's just people like us, you know, like you and me. Everybody. Like the people we pass every day in our society. And I think one thing it does do is it allows us to connect or it allows the caller to connect with another human being. Mm. 
And that is so important in the society we live in now, where people can live in a very disconnected way and maybe have nobody that they can talk to, you know. It's a non-judgmental human being. And we don't judge what anyone says, you know. As I said, we're a listening service, we're non-judgmental. It's also confidential. Um, we allow people to make their own decisions and it's the human contact as well. Mm. Uh, we did a piece recently about domestic abuse and all of that. And again, people have this image of people who are being domestically abused, both male and female, from their, but it's across all sectors. Well, that's the thing, quality Pete. of life. And you could be looking at somebody and you, you know, they look perfectly normal and you wouldn't know what they're going through, no. you know. So I think we all struggle at times and yeah. we all need a helping hand at times. Yeah. You yeah, know. And that's vitally important, so it is. Yeah. So if they want to go along then, so... The We'd love them to go along, yeah, yeah. anyone. So and we'll say if on Wednesday, yeah. February the 8th at 8pm, and if by any chance you can't meet make that, um, we have an email address, which is recruitment at galwaysamaritans.ie. And if you send an email to that, Sean, our recruitment um, director, will get back to them and we can organise another you know, another meeting that, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll um, again, go through everything. So if you're listening to us and you're new to town or you're old to town or you're in town or whatever you are uh, and you're interested and say, okay, life has changed for me. The kids have gone to college. Maybe I've got space or somebody that you're caring for has passed on and now you want to give something back to community. And um, what you can do is uh, pop in and there's no commitment needed on February the 8th at 8pm, which is next uh, Wednesday night. Uh, at 8pm the Harbour Hotel. We'll remind you Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. You go in, you listen to what's going on, you talk to the people in question, the likes of Mary and others that are there, as all volunteers, by the way, and then from there, you can either take it to the next level or you can say, this is not for me, or take it to the next level, go through the training. So it's, you won't be answering the phone for a couple of weeks now on this one, so don't be worrying about that. No, I mean, first of all, you'll go through a few months of training and then you will have your mentor with you as well. Mm. So, and we, we ask for a commitment of three hours uh, listening duty a week from our volunteers. Uh, throughout so, the year then? Yeah. Three, the three hours? Three hours. Sometimes that'll be at an antisocial hour because obviously people That's who are going through come. a hard time at two in the morning, it's hard to mm. call somebody else. So again, we'll remind you on Tuesday and Wednesday because the bank holiday weekend, we're not here Monday. Uh, but Mary, I hope you get a good few people that will come in on Wednesday just to ask and get the information about how Samaritans work. Exactly. And uh, as I always say, you get so much out of being a Samaritan volunteer. It's a privilege. Well, it's a privilege to have you. If you're affected by our conversation today and you would like to call them at any stage, it's 116123. It's free even from the mobile. Uh, Joe, J-O at Samaritans.ie. Or if you want to um, contact the local Samaritans here, it's recruitment at galwaysamaritans.ie. Mary Horskini, thank you so much for joining us uh, today on the programme. Let's head towards the Galway BFM News Desk at 11. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.